All right, Sean, you there? I am. All right, buddy. Look, uh, first of all, where are you right now? I know that you, uh, you've you got this every city. Am I right in that? Every city in America tour going on? What's going on with that? Uh, every capital city. Capital, capital. My bad. 50, 50 states, 50 capitals, and uh, it all starts next week. So, man, we're ready to go. Where's the first one happening? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ooh, I like it. I like it. So is that where you are right now? Are you in Louisiana? No, I'm actually at home in Orange County. Ah, okay. Great, great, great. Well, sorry to interrupt in family time with being back home, but I feel like you are a really good person to talk to about this because you yourself, during COVID, I know we've had you on to talk about that before, you felt what I call this Christian academia these Christians that want to downplay and talk every move of God that seems to be happening in our country. And right now we seem to be, when it seems like we're in our darkest, we have, you know, literally satanic rituals at the Grammys, et cetera. There's also revivals popping up all across the nation with Gen Zers, the generation that everybody thought was lost. And it seems to be the young people. Now we've got uh, a major motion picture of Lionsgate, uh, Jesus Revolution. We have Christian movies elevating uh, The Chosen, etc. It it almost my wife said it almost feels like Christianity is becoming cool again, which is, in my opinion, really neat. But there seems to be a lot of naysayers, and the naysayers seem to be Christians. So I'm curious your thoughts on this. Why would Christians be the ones that want to first downplay or discredit what we are seeing in America right now? Yeah, I mean, I think the truth is, is it's it's actually uh, sadly pretty common and very historical um, for Christians to be the ones to, to be the biggest uh, ones to attack. You know, I have a saying that you know, a lot of times those that were in the past move of God are, are, are the first ones to attack the new move because, uh, you know, God's doing something new that's never been done before. And, right. and you know, the moment that we think we know what it is or what it looks like or what it sounds like it is the moment that we're, we're heady intellectual in our mind. And God loves to surprise us. And I think that, you know, it's, it, it, I think it's amazing. I mean, I know this firsthand in our experience, you know, pioneering let us worship through COVID. Yeah. Our biggest, our biggest uh, enemies that came against us were, were, was not the world, surprisingly. It was people in the church. It was our friends, you know, yeah. it was people that knew our heart, that knew our intentions, um, but yet were totally rejecting what God was doing. And, um, and I, and I think that, that, that this, it, it brings up a great point, you know, it, it gives us an opportunity to decide, okay, even if it's not what we thought, what we look like, what it should sound like, are we willing to get on board with what God's doing? Are we willing to, as a wise man once told me, you find out what God's doing in your generation and you jump full yep. heart into it. You know, yep. are we willing to do that? Or are we waiting for God to come on our own terms? I think that's what it really comes down to. 
All right, guys. Many of you may know this. You may not know this, but I actually have asthma from my time in the wars, the burn pits, et cetera. And so the air being pure, the air being good is a very, very big deal to me. And that's why here in my home, we use Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. This is proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 300,000 units already sold, you know it works. Smells gone. Cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, whatever aromas gone. And for those of you who may struggle with lung issues like myself, this is the thing for you. It's what I use. It's what keeps me and my family breathing healthy. So right now you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm three pack for your whole home protection. That's right. You get three of them. goes all through your house in your most visited, most frequented areas. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, kitchen, whatever. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, Pure, P-U-R-E, Deals.com. EdenPureDeals.com and put in the discount code Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Graham, and shipping is free. Go now. Where do you think, and and this is something, you know, as I... uh, have been diving more and more in my walk with the Lord, et cetera, and just really diving into scriptures. And 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 I, I don't know if it's an age thing, you know, when's, hopefully it's wisdom, uh, the more personal relationship of things, the more I look into it, denominations, uh, theologians, things like this, there seems to at some point have been this time period where man put these things in place, very much kind of like politics. You know how politics, it's like a politician has to look like this. They have to dress this way. They have to be a doctor or a lawyer or this or that or blah, 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 blah. That's nowhere in the Constitution at all, any of those things. Well, the Bible is very much the same way. Bible doesn't say that it has to, you know, that that, that preachers have to look this way. They have to graduate from this school. Yeah. That, you know, people that break out in revival— Uh, It has to be this, 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 and this. And we see it all the time. I just watched the Jesus Revolution movie, and I'd love to get your thoughts on that in a moment. But if you listen to Greg Laurie talk about when the Jesus Revolution kind of ended, it was, was, or the Jesus movement, they called it. I guess Time Magazine named it Jesus Revolution. But either way, it was when man tried to really kind of put their hand on it and almost kind of get like a like a control over it, like an organization to this thing. Why do we do that? Why, why are we so inclined to not let God do what God's going to do? Well, I think it's it's common for movements. You know, we think that we can we can help God. You <laughs> <laughs> think, think that you know He comes? It's like you saw at Asbury. You saw. I mean, everybody. And their mom was like, I'm going to come and be that, you know, it was like, no, just let God do what he's doing. He's working through kids. He's working in Zers. It's not a celebrity thing. Just like, let God do what he's doing. And a lot of times we stifle the move of the spirit. I mean, even the Jesus revolution, that film didn't even show us the full thing of what happened. I mean, there was a whole other move 
when Lonnie came back and joined with John Wimber and the Vineyard Movement started. That's where the Jesus yeah. movement was the hottest. Yeah. They didn't show that part in the film because that is the most controversial part yeah. because that's when the Holy Spirit really began to move. Yeah, signs Jesus. and wonders, man. Vineyard happened, signs and wonders, miracles. Then it became very controversial. And then even Calvary began to split off and say, we don't know about this. It's, it's gotten too crazy. They don't show that part of the film, which I thought was, I was like, we're just getting to the good stuff, yeah. you know? Um, and then of course you have, you know, the, you know, Lonnie dying of age, you have, you have his, his homosexual lifestyle. And then, you know, nobody knew what to do with that. Um, but these are all things, Graham, that we have to address. Like we, yeah. we have to realize that God, like, I love that verse in Proverbs, um, where there is no oxen, the manger is empty, you know, but with, with an abundant harvest, uh, but basically the, the proverb is have abundant harvest, you're going to have a mess. You know, uh, John Wimber used to say, if you catch them, you got to clean them. Yeah. You know, God's going to, we're going to help catch all these people. And then it's our job to disciple them in the midst of the mess. Revival brings a mess. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Acts chapter two. It doesn't matter if it's the Great Awakenings. It doesn't matter if it's the Welsh Revival. It doesn't matter if it's the Zoo Street. It doesn't matter if it's the Jesus People Movement. Every move of God is coming to imperfect people that are a mess. And you know, I think I think there's a lot of people, unfortunately, and I would say predominantly on the Reformed camp, that actually don't want a move of God or are resistant to it, or are, are maybe the biggest. Uh, antagonists against it because they're like, well, we don't know. We, we, we want something that we can manage. We want something that we can control. We want something that we can understand. Let me just tell you something. You can't understand revival. No. When the move of God, it defies your intellect. Yep. It's like Acts chapter two. Nobody even knew what was happening. They're, they're asking Peter, they're saying, what is happening right now? People are speaking in tongues and, 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 and languages we don't understand. And there's tongues of fire. People say, what is going on? Yeah. Peter said, this, this is that which was promised. You know, this is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit prophesied in Joel chapter 2. So, listen, we got to be people in Western culture, Americans that are smart, Sometimes we're so smart. We think we're so smart. We know how our vibe is going to come. We got to say, you know what, God, you do it the way you want to do it. And I'm going to say, I'm in, I'm all in. And I think that there comes a, there comes a certain cerebral, heady, intellectual thing that becomes resistant to the move of God because we think we can control it. We think we can articulate it. We think we know how it should be. And honestly, Graham, we saw that really exposed uh, in the last month or two. All right, what's going on, everybody? Listen, buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. All you got to do is text the word Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M to 989898 to get a free info kit on how gold and diversifying your portfolio into precious metals can protect your money from the disaster dumpster fire that is the Biden economy. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control and it's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. 
So you've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA in precious metals where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text the word Graham to 989898 right now for your free info kit on gold and to claim the eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st. Again, you owe it to your family. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your money. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 right now. Yeah. Something that's been going around in my head a lot is, uh, you know, uh, a good buddy of mine, John Cooper, um, I'm sure you know him, uh, lead singer of Skillet, he he calls it the Christian academia, right? Like these people that just, they, they know the Bible better than you. And because they know the Bible better than you, then they're better Christians than you and all the above. And to me, it seems like we have a lot of, uh, you know, 45 to 60 year olds that in my opinion were taught, and I'd love your thought process on this, We've watered down the Bible and Jesus and the teaching so much that these scholars and a lot of pastors, and this is me not trying to attack pastors and churches. A lot of people get mad at me. They're like, Graham, you shouldn't be attacking people. If 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 not being able to to ask questions and you know get um, uh, clarification is attacking, then what are we doing? Um, it seems like because of this watered-down version of the Bible, God, Jesus, revival, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, etc., to me, we have all of these people now that are coming out against all this stuff. Well, no, it's not supposed to be like that, and it's not supposed to be like this. And if it's true, then it will be this way, and blah, 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 blah. And they all speak in these tones like we're peasants uh, underneath them. Um do you feel that same way? To, to me, it feels like we have a new generation of people that are seeking God, not seeking religion per se, but seeking a relationship with God, because those are two different things. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think for me, I, I've been ruined by spending too much time with the underground persecuted church. And, you know, this is a church that 95% of, 95% of the world uh, doesn't worship like us, doesn't sound like us, doesn't read the Bible in our language. And in the, in the hottest places of revival in the world, like the underground church in Iran, for example, or yeah. uh, the underground church in India, which I was just with, or Iraq, or places across the Middle East, a lot of those churches, I mean, the pastors are illiterate. Like they can't even read the Bible. They can't even read the scripture. Um, uh, in Iran, for example, the average age of a pastor in the fastest growing church in the Middle East is a a twenty something year old woman. That's the average age of a house group, a home group here in Iran. And so, you know, we think we get real high on our we we on our high horse over here in the West. We don't have the fruit. We don't even have the fruit, the, the, the numbers, the stats, the conversion, the church is being planted like those nations do. And we are so oversaturated in theology and we're oversaturated 
incorporate it in so much uh, uh, gospel, Christendom. I love it. I love the resources. We got podcasts. We got we got churches. We got mega churches. We got live streams. We got all the stuff. But yet we are probably the least transformed in the midst of that. Yeah. And I think there, there's something about the simplicity of the gospel and its power to transform culture. And we're starting to see that in other parts of the world. So getting back to your question, you know, for me, the, the gospel is not a matter of talk. It's a matter of power. Right. That's what it says in the New Testament. And I think that we, we just got to stop all this talk. We, we need to see the power of God show up because we're not going to be smart enough to argue somebody into converting to Jesus. We have to see the power of God be revealed in a generation. I agree. I, I mean, to me, that's all I want. That's all I long for is for, you know, I, I, I have been blessed enough to be in a lot of spirit filled places, a lot of spirit filled churches. Uh, you, you know, when I was, when I was eight years old down in Brownsville, you know, all, all of the things. And, 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 and once yeah. you, once you feel that, all you yeah. want to do is feel that again. And all you want to do is experience that again. And, and, and so I just, I, I love the situation that we're in, but I also, uh, I did a, what turned out to be a very controversial episode about three or four episodes uh, ago, you know, all in politics are talking about national divorce right now and everything. And, and I just simply stated, you know, are we headed for a spiritual divorce? And, you know, everybody got all up in arms, you know, but if they would have listened to the entirety of what I was getting at, I, I was getting more to the point. Are we getting to the point where um, the uh, mainstream churches would say that people that are wanting to go this revival route, that are wanting to experience the the love and the work and the wonders of God and Jesus and and have personal relationship, they would call those people extreme today. Uh, you yourself going out and playing during COVID, you were an extremist. You were crazy. You were this. You were that. That's what I mean. Like it, it, it feels like it feels like a a true not just revival but reshaping is is on the cusp of happening here in America. And 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 the reason I said, are we headed for a spiritual divorce? Is because I'm not sure that these established churches that are so against it or anything like this, I don't see them coming along the ride like you did during you know, the movie we were just referencing, the Jesus revolution and things like that. I see more of a rising up of like yourself, uh, people that don't look the way people think they should look people that don't sound the way people think that they should sound. Um, that, that, that truly just want to preach the whole Bible, the whole truth, et cetera. And, um, I, I don't know. I'm curious. What do you think? Well, what, what do you think this is all leading towards? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I really believe that that heaven responds to hunger. I think that that there has to be hunger for a change, and you know, those those uh, people that are in that are stuck in religion and performance and their same way of doing things are are are, are likely to miss this new move of God because you really got to be hungry and you really got to be you got to throw it on your accomplishments your big churches, your notoriety, your followers, your degrees, 
you, you know, it's like it, 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 there's something even, Graham, even about this, this kingdom of the capital thing. One of the things I love about it is it's inherently Davidic, you know? Yeah. It's like I love that moment with David where he, he threw down his priestly garments. He threw down his titles and his notoriety and, and, and everything that he was known for and everything that he had succeeded in and, and everything that represented his, 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 his establishments. He threw that all down and he danced like a madman before Jesus as the, or sorry, before the Lord as the ark was coming into his city. There's something about getting back to just this hunger and this desire for God to move. And a lot of times people that are living in this theology in their head, they, 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 they don't have that kind of a hunger. They don't have that ability to say, God, I just need you. I'm so broken. And oftentimes we see the Lord moving really broken people. Like, I mean, referencing the movie, Lonnie Frisbee, very right. broken guy, very broken individual, right? But, and we see this throughout history. I mean, look at the people that God chooses, you know, oh, he absolutely. always chooses the most messed up. <laughs> like, I mean, even his disciples are like, man, Jesus, you could have done a little bit better job of vetting your, your squad here. But well, where is the chose- story? Well, where is the power of God if, if he only chooses the best of the best of the best of the best? Uh, and to me, I, I think, I, you know, I mean, I'm not God, I'm not Jesus, obviously, uh, but, but, but I think that that's, that's why, is look what can be done through the broken. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut into you there, but go ahead. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, uh, people, I think there's, there's two ways to look at these right now. You could, you could look and say, you know what, this generation is so jacked up. You know, I mean, yeah. they are beyond help. They're battling suicide. They're battling uh, sexual perversion and sexual identity issues. They don't know who they are. They're being indoctrinated by leftist ideology in universities. Look at the way they're voting. Look at look at the things that they're standing for. Look at this TikTok generation. Look at they're so self-indulged and entitled. And whatever. You could look at that that way or you could say, man, these people are so broken. They are primed for a move of God because they're so they're so they're coming to the end of their rope. They're so devastated in their own ability. You could see that. I mean, we see that as we travel America. We see Gen Zers and Alpha. They are running. They are the first to run to the altar and yeah. admit that they need God. I mean, they will have church people that have been in church their whole life, probably living like hell. Some of them maybe. They will run past those down to the altar. They're the first to respond because they know they're the most broken. My view is look at what God's about to do in that generation. Look at what he's about to do with people that have their heart turned towards him. So, you know, you can either be really depressed and you can lob shots all the time, or you can be like, you know what, God, that we're primed for a your spirit. You're going you're gonna to do something in this generation that we wouldn't believe even if we were told. I agree. I agree 100%. All right. Did you know that Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when they switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. They're backing all of this up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk. That's my cell phone company. 
All you have to do is go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code G-R-A-H-A-M to save 50% off your first month. So not only are you getting a money back guarantee, not only are you cutting your bill in half and saving $900 a year, you also are getting your first month 50% off. All you got to do is go to puretalk.com promo code Graham. That's puretalk.com promo code Graham. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So to, to, to wrap this up, how would, because I know, I know a lot of people get upset with me a lot of times. And, and, and what's so funny is I truly believe that over the past 10 years, I have calmed down greatly compared to how I once was in my, in my late twenties. I was just this, you know, just angry young man that was just like, there's so much wrong going on. I got to say it about everything. And, um, you know, and today my heart has really changed so much because I realized that, you know, the people that I thought that I used to be fighting against, I'm not really fighting against them. I'm fighting against evil. I'm fighting against the devil uh, that has a hold on their lives, et cetera. And it really has changed my heart posture uh, in that regard. Uh, But in saying that, these people that want to tear down what God is trying to do, these people that are preaching watered down versions of the gospel to get as many people to show up to their church as possible. You know what I'm talking about. We all know that this goes on. What is a proper way? Because so many people will say, well, all you're doing is, you know, flamethrowing and, and making it worse and, and, and uh, dividing it even further, et cetera. If we're, if we're not allowed to question then what are we allowed to do? What is the answer uh, that, 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 that will, I don't know, appease people the best? What, is, what are ways that we have messed up and what are ways that we can continue to do better to right this ship? Because we've been, Christianity's been losing its footing in America for quite a while now, so something has to change. But we don't want to be, I, I don't know what the word is. We don't want to be truly divisive, but we want to be divisive enough because we want to show people that there is a right and a wrong. What's the right answer? I mean, I, I think that there's something about like, like this joyful warrior thing, like that God's calling us to be, you know, like, you know, our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. Um, it's against ideologies and power. And those powers and principalities are very real. And they operate yeah. through people. You know, people allow them to. I just saw something yesterday about you know, Governor uh, Newsom, who we talk about a lot here in California, was so angry that, you know, that, that, that Walgreens refused Walgreens, yeah. uh, the abortion pill, a death pill. He was so angry that Walgreens would not sell a death pill that he's like trying to like remove the government from helping Walgreens in California. Like he is, he is operating in a demonic ideology and power, right? He is functioning in a demonic spirit to have that much straight towards the unborn. So yeah. yeah, Do we talk about that? A hundred percent. Do we talk about how that demonic ideology has infiltrated our culture where we have no, uh, regard for the sanctity of life, which God said is beautiful. You know, you're made together, you're woven in my, your mother's womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, we talk about it, we sing about it, we reference it, 
we pray for Newsom's salvation. He needs it. But we also pray that God will remove him, you know, because he's yeah. a very evil, demonic, demonically filled person. It is not mean to say that. That is true, right? That is true. Yeah. It is true that we're battling against these things. And I think people have a hard time with Christians because they think we're just supposed to go around and hug everybody. And, you know, let, let's just hug them right down to hell. No, no, no. We have yeah. Uh, truth. You know, we have to bring the world is starving to know the truth. They're starving to know the world. They're starving to know what's right and wrong. So we've got to help delineate. But my point is, is that we can do it with joy. We can do it with hope. We can do it with optimism. We can do it knowing that God can turn any situation together for the good of those that love them, meaning the believers. You know, that applies yeah. to those, not the world. So, so we do it with a lot of hope and a lot of optimism. And I think that's what we have to do. We continue to call out evil. We continue to warn people about situations. We continue to take a stand for things that are right. But we don't do it from, I hate you, I'm angry, you suck. We do it from, I am letting you know that's a demonic power. That's an ideology. We're going to take a stand against that. We're going to praise that. We're going to, we're going to you know, activate people to rally against that. But at the same time, we know that God's bigger than that, you know. And so I think that yeah. I think we, have to, we we definitely need to speak out on these things, especially because so many pastors are not. They refuse to speak on these cultural issues. And if you have a platform to whom much is given, much is required. However, I do feel that we can do it from a place of joy. I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, as usual, uh, a man of amazing words, amazing faith. Sean, thanks for being on again, but more importantly right now, where can people go to see what you've got going on to support you, this tour you've got coming up? Where can people go to find you? Yeah, yeah, thanks so much. I, we, we're so pumped for this tour. It kicks off um, next Friday, uh, March 17th um, in Baton Rouge, and we go to Mississippi, then we go to, uh, 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 to Alabama. <laughs> and then the next week we come through Tennessee and Missouri. And anyway, it's going to be amazing. You can go to kingdom to the capital. That's capital with an O kingdom to the capital.com. You can find it all the dates. Of course, we're partnering with turning point USA faith. We're so pumped. Um, and, uh, you can also go to my website, seanfoyt.com. You can go to worship.us and follow us on socials and yeah, come join the party. It's going to be an amazing, amazing experience. All right, Sean. Thanks so much for being on. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Sean's page. Make sure to go see him in concert for this tour. That's all we have for this episode of the Dear America podcast, and we'll see you all again next time.